Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're back, man. Episode 223. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, unfortunately, we had to take a quick break because Keith got COVID. Boy got the vid. So you could thank Keith for ruining the podcast. Yep. Well, now nah, we're still within the week, so we still released another days week late. Of, yeah, a couple days late. Yeah. There were some people that they weren't so much upset, but they were like, damn, man, I was expecting something, but. You know what that get, reminded get well, me of? Keith. Like uh, when Chadwick Boseman died. Not that our podcast is Black Panther. Not too, at all. But not at all. When uh, Chadwick Boseman died, people was like, uh, "Damn man, that sucks." But what about Black Panther too? Yeah. Like, what about my health and yeah. everyone else's <laughs> health around me? <laughs> Somebody's like, "I hope Keith died." It's like, damn, that's fucked up. Niggas been plotting to take my seat for the longest. Yes, I got something to talk about. <laughs> it's about time you have a white co-host. <laughs> All right, let's get right into it, man. There's been a lot of shit going on, so let's 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 get right into it. The biggest story right now in America is Roe versus Wade, you know, which is the abortion rights. That has been the biggest topic. And me and Keith usually like with these type of things, I'm kind of glad we were granted a few extra days. Yeah. Because it sure. it allowed us to really dive deep into this. And what I've come to the conclusion of is this. Let, let me preface this with let me preface my statements or I want to say Keith, Keith can speak for himself, but I'll preface my statements with this is not going to be a very liberal or conservative take. I'm just like, I'm not pro-life. I'm not pro-choice. At this point, I'm just pro-information. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've took the time to really look into this, and I think a very liberal narrative is like, no one should be able to tell women what to do with their bodies. That is the liberal narrative. And then the conservative one is, baby killer, <laughs> baby killer. Yeah. And I think it's a lot deeper than both of those mm-hmm. like ideologies or ideas. Yeah. Um me and Keith, we'll start off with some drivers we've seen of why women are getting abortions. And it's basically stating women's reasons for seeking an abortion fell into eleven broad themes. The predominant themes identified as reasons for seeking abortion included financial reasons, which were forty percent, timing, which was thirty six percent, partner related reasons, thirty one percent. And the need to focus on other children, 29%. Most women reported multiple reasons for seeking an abortion, crossing over several themes. 64% using mixed effects, uh, multi, multivariate logistics, um, logistics regression an- analysis. Um, we identified from social and demographic uh, <clears throat> predictions of the predominant themes women gave for seeking an abortion. Um, here's the deal. We see that one of the drivers is finances. Right. And I think that if you mentioned that and you said like, hey, so we know that the number one driver is not rape or some form of assault. That's obviously not number one. Um, And people will be like, it's just finances. So you mean to tell me you're a baby killer because you can't afford the baby? (laughs) That's the conservative narrative. Yeah. But let me also say that I don't think abortions are a good thing. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not like, yay, go abortions. Like, no. Yeah. Like, but I do think in some cases they are necessary. If a woman feels that she is not financially set or has a partner who is financially set to have a child, can you say that she's wrong for that? And and the reason why I can say that is you look at that differently when you grew up poor. Mm -hmm. There was times where the electric was cut off in my house. There was times where I didn't have food to eat. That was a tough childhood sometime, man. Mm -hmm. That was tough. Damn, that goddamn notification's going off again. I really wish you stopped watching porn on that laptop, Keith. 
<laughs> where am I so where else am I gonna watch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it is is they'll say like you shouldn't be killing babies. You should give that baby up for adoption. Okay. There's there's history. Well, not just history, there's um statistics that show that a lot of times the adoption is like a pipeline to prison. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of children that go through these go through adoption that get sexually assaulted and freaking all kinds of shit, molested. Um, they end up going to juvenile, uh, being a juvenile, ultimately going to prison. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're you're literally making statements only that reflect your beliefs. You're not looking at the logic or the statistics behind what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And if a woman feels that she's not financially ready, who am I to say she's wrong for having an abortion? Who am I to say she's wrong? Mm-hmm. Do I think abortion's right? No. But do I think she's wrong? No. I feel like I could feel multiple ways. I don't have to lean left or right on this. Yeah. I could just have an opinion about both of them. Because, yeah. like, if you were to, if somebody was to ask you, are abortions a good thing? You couldn't give that a yes or no response. Mm-hmm. You would say, well, I feel that a woman's choice. <clears throat> no, no, no. Are abortions a good or a bad thing? Yeah. That's a yes or no question. It's not more of a, you know, damn, what's up with that fucking, you hear that? Yeah. Fucking car alarm went off right when I started talking about abortions. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's not to me it's not a good thing. Yeah. But it's definitely necessary at some points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's kind of where where I fall on the matter as well. I think that there are instances where I think just in general like you said when when I think about what it what it really boils down to which is there is a baby that has been living for X amount of weeks, right. X amount of months, and essentially somebody is killing that that um, that fetus or right. that that unborn child, and um, kind of ridding the responsibility of raising said you know fetus or whatever or said baby. When you think about that, and then coupling that with like. Um, like the other day, I was just, I don't know, I might have been just brushing my teeth. And then I kind of had those vivid images of those people that stand outside with the bloody fetuses on the um, on the tables and, and whatnot. And I just thought about that. And I'm just like, man, that's such a sad, yeah. sad image. It is. Um, and I, like, I get it. You know what I mean? But on the other on the other end, there are instances in my personal life and I haven't like experienced this, but there are instances in my instances in my personal life where I um know that I probably would have um an abortion Pro- like right now like whatever happens in, in my life I would probably just you know just handle it just because I'm I'm a little bit um more mature I'm older and um I would just you know take take on the responsibilities of me um of uh doing that but um I know one of my my best friends in high school um he got a girl pregnant and um, I don't know if he went and I don't know if he ever told his mom or w- whatever the case may be, but um, he got the girl pregnant and she had to get an abortion. And when I. Th- Jeez, what's up with the people this morning? so much noise. It's a busy morning. <laughs> a lot of criminals out. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. They shooting an episode of Cops out here. <laughs> I'm rocking now, being you know the aim. Yeah. But yeah, when my guy he 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 ended up getting an abortion, and when I think about 
that situation, it was obviously a very emotional experience for, you know, him and, and the girl that he was with. But um, I can't even imagine what his life would look like, mm-hmm. you know, have him having a child in high school. Um, but even, even with that, um, the only reason he was having a kid in high school is because he wasn't wearing a condom. Right. And we all, it, as much as, um, you know, as much as uh, you want to think that a uh, 17, 18 year old kid doesn't know um, the responsibilities of, of laying down with a woman or, you know, what they should do in that situation or, you know, the type of protection, contraceptive, whatever they yeah. should they should be using. He, he knew full and well um, that he should have been wearing a condom yeah. in that situation and he did not do that. And the result of that is, you know, him him having or uh, almost having a child. So um, and that kind of goes to the point that um, Eddie showed in the statistics, like the people like to throw that that on there. Like, well, what about the people that have been raped? And what about these these um, these different situations where the woman was forced to do this or whatever the case may be? Um, it's not a real driver. Yeah, the people that I know in my personal life, my my friend that I, that I'm speaking about, he laid down with a woman and didn't wear a condom, yeah. and he uh, conceived a child. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I think most people's situations look like. So, it, to me, it seems like when um, when we think about um, what an abortion really is, which is essentially killing killing an unborn child, and we couple that with the lack of responsibility that often happens when people are having sex, you know, whether it's not wearing a condom or, you know, just being careless in that way, shape or form, or not wearing a condom with somebody that you know you're not willing to spend the rest of your life with or not willing to, to kind of raise a child with, um, you start to see like where some of that despair comes from or where some of that 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 conflict comes from cuz it's like you're you're making an active decision you're making an irresponsible decision over here but you also want this caveat or this um this get out of jail free card yeah. whenever you know whenever whenever you do now, conceive a child now let me say this i said earlier it's not a real <clears throat> driver i mean it's not driving the numbers as regard in regards to um, why women get abortions? Mm-hmm. What the yeah. hell is that noise? You hear that? Um, There's a bell next door. There's a bell next door? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's a real situation. There are women that do get raped and get pregnant, which is a horrible situation. And if a woman is to seek an abortion for that, I don't think anyone's to say anything. Mm-hmm. Because that's a tra- it's traumatic. Yeah. In the Sometimes first place. it's relatives as well. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's traumatic. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you cleared that up, cause yeah, because mm-hmm. people are overly emotional. Eddie's a he's a piece of shit. You you don't listen, <laughs> listen, please <laughs> listen. Yeah, because what happens is is conservatives and liberals they get overly emotional when you don't reflect their points, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, you, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why there's so much division in the country. It's based on the fact that your people are with the party, even when the party is full of shit. Yeah, there's like. There are certain things and certain statements made by liberals and conservatives that's just so off. Mm-hmm. Like, conservatives really think that every child should be born. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that that's also not true. Because what happens is, is this. This is another thing no one, that conservatives just refuse to acknowledge. A child that is brought into this world that is not loved properly is the biggest threat to society. You all these fucking mass shootings going on? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that all of them were not loved properly, but I would assume some of them are not. Mm-hmm. They could end up being a, a menace to society. Mm-hmm. Every child should not be born. If you cannot love a child properly, if you cannot place a child in a home that is at least somewhat financially responsible enough to where they could raise a child, like that's a whole, like literally as a child growing up in poverty, you are literally working to escape poverty your whole life up until adulthood. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand what that means. Most parents that don't have any fucking money that have kids, they literally hand out poverty on a platter to their fucking children. Hey, children, here's poverty. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Here goes an air sandwich. There's no food. And there's no meat in it. Just two mm-hmm. pieces of bread. Here you go. Yeah. And these are real issues that affect children and Americans all over the country. But you got conservatives pushing that. Then you got liberals pushing some false narratives. We're tired of men telling us what to do with our bodies. That's not really a real narrative. Wasn't there three women? Yes, three women on the um, Supreme Court justice. Yeah, three women on the Supreme Court justice that voted against it. Mm-hmm. I see. I've seen women in Bakersfield holding signs with, you know, with the bloody fetuses and calling people baby killers. This is not yeah. just men telling. It's not a gender thing. It's not a gender thing. Yeah. We've seen this all uh, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible to see these things. I just don't think you I think in this case, like people need to listen. You can't just push your ideology on um, on people. With e- the, even even sorry to cut you off, but even that that idea where it's like it's uh, a bunch of old white men telling people what to do with their bodies. Fucking Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is black. Yeah. You know? Clarence Thomas. I don't know. If we, we, I think we traded him in the racial draft. <laughs> we traded Clarence Thomas for Eminem. Somebody had a great rebuttal for uh, Clarence Thomas. Um, cause af- after the Roe v. Wade thing was overturned, he was like, basically he was quoted as saying, yeah. you know, let's look at the, uh, same sex marriage. marriage and, and, um, it was one other thing that he said to look at. Uh, um, and, yeah, and they were, about. they were saying like, um, well, Clarence, Clarence Thomas conveniently didn't bring up the loving versus Virginia case. And for mm-hmm. those of you that, that, um, don't know what that is, that's the, uh, interracial, uh, marriage, mm-hmm. um, Thing that it was like nineteen seventies. Uh, I forgot, but it's uh, interracial. No, marriage. it was like I don't know. It might have been forties like or something. I'm, I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. Interracial. I think it's. <laughs> 50, I think it's nineteen fifty three. Okay, I could be wrong. Yeah, some somewhere in there, it was a black and white picture. So whenever mm-hmm. they, you know, back in the day when they had the black and white filters on. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, obviously Clarence Thomas's wife is uh, white, so mm-hmm. you know, they. Yeah. Uh, Niece calling me. Uh oh. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I just silenced oh. it. Mm-hmm. No, it's 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 funny though because you want to go after gay marriage and same and and whatnot and let's take a look at this and these are very conservative talking points and they're also reflected by, um, like religion. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's okay to push our religion on everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, America is a, mul- a melting pot. You got people who are Muslim. You got people who are Buddhist. All kind of people that live in America. And you want to push these abortion rights on them? They don't mm-hmm. believe in like 
and the same God we do. Mm-hmm. It's just that our government, especially conservatives, want to push their their religious beliefs and blend them into politics. Mm-hmm. Isn't I look? I'm I'm not the uh, what what is Charlemagne saying? I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't it supposed to be like a separation between church and state? Um, I think so, but but. In this case, um, I, I don't think that there is actually a such thing because um, some of the uh, the Bible was created before America was. A hundred percent. So some of the the um, things that are sins in the Bible are also like illegal, mm. if that makes sense. So I don't even know if that like if that thing is 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 real. Nah, because then they say one nation under God. Yeah, yeah. So what the fuck are you talking there, about? There's no, I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't so. <laughs> no separation between yeah. church and state. If it says on a dollar bill, don't it say on a dollar bill? Yeah. And it's got like Illuminati in the eye right there? And God we trust or something like that. Yeah, and God we trust. I just got debit cards. These days, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I got no money in my wallet. No, I think I do have cash. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. No, it's, I just... It's just it's just crazy how much hypocrisy exists mm-hmm. with liberals and conservatives. And it's 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 counterproductive to the overall conversation. Here's another one. When COVID popped off, liberals were the main ones pushing the fucking vaccine on people saying you need to save a life. You need to save a life. What about grandparents? What about elderly? You need to take this fucking COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. And then conservatives fought back by stating my body, my choice. Right. My body, my choice. Yeah. So it's double hypocrisy. You want to know why? Mm-hmm. Liberals were siding with the government on what to do with their body. Yeah. But now you don't want to side with the government on what to do with their with your body. Uh-huh. And then conservatives, they said my body, my choice. But you only use that statement when it backs up your narrative. Yeah. So it's just liberals and conservatives are so full of shit mm-hmm. that they don't even see when they being full of shit. <laughs> Yeah. So you mean to tell me the same government that you don't trust with abortion rights, you siding with the government to push a vaccine that had no motherfucking, that had no real research behind it, mm-hmm. but you want to push that vaccine on people. Mm-hmm. That shit wild, bro. When you really look at it now, especially post-pandemic, yeah, it's like that shit was wild what the liberals are doing. And conservatives was the same foolery. Yeah, and and not to even get into the COVID conversation, right? The vaccine don't do nothing. No, we know people that took all. They took Moderna. They took Costco. They took all two vaccines, a booster, (laughs) yeah, booster seat, and they still got COVID. (laughs) (laughs) They took every form of that shit. They took the Costco version. They took (laughs) they took Great Value, nigga. They took them all. CVS version. Yeah, they took. They took uh, Snoop Dogg got a vaccine. Snoop guy got a uh, vaccine NFT that he's selling to. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, y'all head out to get my new vaccine. <laughs> it gets you high as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. It's mm-hmm. nuts. And looking at this this shit here, too, man, it's, it's so many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing people don't look at, too, is when it comes to the conversation surrounding women saying we don't need men telling us what to do like let's be clear the men that are involved with making these decisions are the one percent of the elite of the government me and eddie i mean me and eddie me and keith have no power over any woman in america i don't got no say so we don't got no say so and even like sorry to cut you off but Mm -hmm. even to that point um it's only 
I think nine Supreme Supreme Court justices, and that's the only people that are making a hundred percent. Yeah, but I think that based on I guess the historical context and the men in America and mm-hmm. X and Y, mm-hmm. and more specifically the liberal the liberal not the liberal not not talking point, but focus on men is white cis male mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Bad person, white cis male, mm-hmm. right? At least I'm black, so I don't get the brunt of it. But yeah, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be like, get him. Right? Yeah, yeah. Anytime no. you can shoo it off. Yeah, go head. ahead and get the white guy. It, it mm-hmm. ain't me. Um, but that's the thing. And truth be told, there are a lot of men that support women, but there are a lot of men like me who support women. But we also can see where the lines get blurred and where certain conversations are skewed. And you got to start pushing back on those things in order to have more healthy conversations surrounding this whole subject matter. Because there are a lot of people that just say conservatives, baby killer, baby killer, baby killer, liberals, my body, my choice. And they stay in those pockets Mm -hmm. and they don't have any other conversations than that. Yeah. And literally, there are some people that will listen to this podcast and say, you know what? I'm done listening to Eddie and Keith because they don't support women. And it's like, well, goodbye, because you have <laughs> you have not been listening. You don't have the skills to. You don't have the. Hear. You don't have the. You don't have the. I won't say the aptitude, but you don't have the comprehension skills to really listen to what me and Keith are saying. Yeah, we have sisters, we have aunts, we have women in our lives. Of course, we support women, but mm-hmm. we have to have more conversations surrounding this subject than just this. Yeah, I think too, like. One of the things that um, is, I guess, a thing that we as a society have to be mindful of is the drama connected to what goes on in the government. Oh, man. A lot of that stuff is out of our control, man. 100%. You know, whether it's a same-sex marriage thing, like you obviously have a vote on on some of these things, but for the most part, um, the overall control of what goes on on a day-to-day basis... um, in the government, you have no control over. So I seen um, after the 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 thing was overturned, the abortion rights were overturned. Um, there was a a, a news uh, clip that I seen, and there was a a, a girl who was hysterical. Um, she was twenty one year old girl. She was like, "Oh my gosh, my life is over. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me." And I'm like, "Dog, you twenty one." Yeah. You know, like I can understand if you you was you was three months in or whatever to um, whatever, uh, however many months in you were getting ready to have an abortion because your life was affected in one of those drastic ways that we spoke of earlier. But you 21 years old and it doesn't you know, from the looks of it, it doesn't seem like this is actually affecting your life. Yeah. Um, or it, it doesn't seem like it. it's especially if you know it beforehand. If this is the way of life. Right. If you come into this world like um, God forbid, you know, my um, my niece or anybody else that's just young or any of my nieces, um, you know, they go into a world where. There is, they don't even have a recollection of being able to get an abortion, right. right? That's just the way of life for them. So there's no drama connected to it because they don't know what life looks like outside of yeah. um, of that. But, you know, for a person that's 21 years old, um, 
all you would have to do to live a you know fruitful life or you know a fulfilling life or whatever the case may be is one you got to remove the drama and two just be more mindful of who you're who you laying down with True. and you don't have to be that affected that's by a tr- that's a trigger point keith yeah well it's just like that's just the reality of it like if yeah. you if you um if you are um uh, you know, I get. I guess you know, kind of going back to the conversation beforehand. It's like, um, okay, this is what the world looks like. Either we can be mad, we can protest about it. There you go. Or we can wear condoms. There you go. But here's the trigger point, though. Oh my God, another man mansplaining, telling me who I should be more responsible, laying down with. You're just gaslighting me. Oh my God, that's the new. Like that's like the new the liberal. Gaslight, you're just yeah. gaslighting. Men are gaslighting us, telling us to be more responsible. No, well, I think gas is expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. But what I will say is, every man doesn't deserve your vagina. Some guys are fucking idiots that are incapable of being fathers, that are incapable of being leaders, that are incapable of taking care of their responsibility. And that dude does not deserve your naked pussy. He needs to put a fucking condom on. Yeah. Okay, that's what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. D- d- like, as I think that things like this, the only there's not a lot of positives because the overall conversation is just very dramatic and it's unfortunate for women and all the parties involved because there's some women that really need this as an outlet. But abortion should be the last line of defense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other forms of protection and things to stop this but when a woman decides she needs to have that done Mm -hmm. and it's a real situation i mentioned the finances people would disagree but i feel like that's not a bad reason to get one i'm not saying you should go every other month and get a fucking abortion Mm -hmm. because i mean that means that uh you might need to be criminally uh, (laughs) investigated yeah um before i continue let me state this there was a girl i used to work with it was like nine years ago and she had mentioned, like, oh, I'm pregnant. And then she ended up getting an abortion, right? Which is none of my business. But the women at the job knew that she got an abortion. Then a year later, she got another abortion. And the women at the job judged her for it. Mm-hmm. They, and this is what they said verbatim. Man, this bitch just keep getting abortions. This is what they said. The women at the job said this verbatim. Man, this bitch just keep getting abortions. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it like, more or less, it's none of my business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then years later, I look at it, and women were upset with the fact that she was getting multiple. She's abusing it. She's abusing it. Mm-hmm. Like, abortions are for women that are in a mental crossroads in their life that may not be physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, they have sex with a partner who's not responsible, whatever the case. It's for women like that. Yeah. But then here, well, here's the trigger point. Eddie, who are you to determine who, what abortions are good for anybody? Like, I'm, <laughs> having, I'm having real conversations here. You can live in La La Land all the fuck you want. You can live in La La Land all the fuck you want. I live in the real world. Okay? So, no. <laughs> I, think, I think even the, um, the point that um, we should uh, not tell women what to do with their bodies is... Um, it's it's it lacks um depth because yeah. um no one cares what a woman does with their body for no. the most part right you get bbls woman, and everything yeah, a woman can go to miami right now <laughs> if she got the money she could ride on a plane on her knees 
and go down there to Dr. Miami, whatever the case may be, get that whatever injected in your, the fat transferred from your abs to your butt, and then, you know, you could live a very fulfilling life. Um, if she want to get a breast augmentation, um, whatever, whatever you want to do, um, you can pretty much do with your body if you want to fix your nose or whatever. All these different things. You could do all these different things. Um, the real reason this is a conversation is because there's another living being that is there inside you. There you go. So it's, it's much more than just um, stop telling us what to do with our bodies. Like you have another entity yeah. um, that is growing and living inside of you. 100%. So I think we have to can't keep saying that like this is our body we should be able, it's it is your body right but there's also another body that is growing inside of you so you have to be um you you i think the the thing that bothers me about some of these situations is everyone tries to make it about them right mm-hmm. like every time there's a law like the the girl the 21 year old girl she's like oh my god my life is ruined it's not about you yeah you don't even have a child or i you know not that i know her, i'm i'm just talking but from the looks of it you know you're just being dramatic because you want to make it about you yeah. but yeah well two, two <clears throat> things can be true i i, I think that I think that the it's a very vague statement to say men need to stop telling us what to do with our bodies because I'm not telling you what to do. But I think that it becomes more personal when I have something to do with that child and I don't have any rights. If I tell you, my God, I've always wanted a daughter. Can you please think about this before you have an abortion? Just please. Can you please think about it? No, it's my body, my choice. I do what I want. <laughs> yeah. And now, and I guarantee you, no one talks about this shit. Fucking no one. There is a man somewhere in America right now crying because he wanted to have a child and she said no. Mm-hmm. And he had no say so. So the same woman that is mad at the government for having an opinion about her body, that man has no fucking rights when it comes to what he wants mm-hmm. at all. He can't even have a conversation. Mm-hmm. He may be a man who can be a great father, he could be a guy that is very responsible. Who's like, I, I just want to be here. He has zero fucking rights. Zero. And I know people, not, they're not going to give a fuck about this conversation. Oh, poor men. They don't have rights. Well, they, they're better. They, they have rights everywhere else. So they need to just be quiet. And it's like, wait a minute. A man that had something to do with your pregnancy literally has no, like literally zero real estate in this situation. Like zero, yeah. like he doesn't matter and you at all. Pay child support. So once you have the child, and you say fuck you, he still got to pay child support. <laughs> the government gonna put child support on him. Mm-hmm. You know, in some cases you can sign away rights to the child, mm-hmm. but if a man wants to be in a child's life, he got to pay a penalty for it. But you could just go and abort a child. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing that's crazy, man. It's that's like wild. it's wild. That's a yeah. wild scenario, and it, and it makes sense, right? Because you're the one that has to bear the child, right. and you got to go through all that. But at the same time, like it takes two people to conceive 100%. a child, so it, it has to be. It, there's a conversation there, and you know it would require, um, you know, different people, different walks of life, right. government entity entities as well. Um, but that just it does it just doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with me that you know my brother can um, have his rights as a father just completely stripped away from him um, simply because the mother chooses to do whatever she wants to. 
and then he still has to pay child support. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, he, he can't even see his kids, but he still has to send that money every two weeks or whenever he yeah. gets paid. So the, the, these these takes are coming from two men that also realize that women are the life source of like if if we if we use like a comic book reference, women will be the vibranium in Wakanda. Yeah. Like women are the life source to the world. Me and Keith can't <clears throat> even have a conversation without a woman bringing us into this world. Yeah. That is a fact. But we also cannot eliminate that a man pollinated that plant. Yeah. yeah. So, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. the thing about it is we can't live in a world where we want a certain type of support or we want certain things, but we literally will zero out, you know, women. Like me and Keith have even had conversations about when it comes to women how they do deserve to be valued. We talked about conversations where women need to be paid more money to play in the WNBA. We have conversations where women, um, it was the it was a disparity between the facilities of a college. It was during the Final Four, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And there was a disparity between the facilities and the food between the, the women. Food that, yeah. It was all mm-hmm. fucked up. And we was mm-hmm. like, that's bullshit. They should have the same exact rights. Mm-hmm. So these are two men who actually support women that are making these statements. But in order to support women, I think you need to be objective. You cannot pander to everything that supports women. You got to push back on some things because everything ain't right. And I think a lot of times when it comes to um, these things, it it gets tied up in the politics. Right. And um, I think people don't know what they don't know. Right. So I think for me, the objective of this conversation is like, Bro, it's it's a very conservative person out there that's just living in that bubble, yeah. and whatever they uh, whatever they align themselves with is right, and that's the that's, only that's thing only that matters. They and then there's also these you know extremely liberal liberal people that are marching and stuff like that. Yeah, and they don't have the capacity to look at the nuance. No. That, um, that comes with this conversation, and that's just what their world looks like. So, um, it's somewhere in the middle. At the end of the yes, day, it's, exactly. some, it's somewhere in the middle. There's good points made on on both sides, and um, you know, depending on um, who, like you know, how, how you feel about the situation and you know your life experience, you may lean on, on, on in any sort of direction. But I, I think you know, kind of going back to my point earlier, one of the very important things that I want people to take away is like, yo, we got to remove the drama from this. Yeah, we have to. Because it's dry. It seems to be driving people crazy. You yeah, know? Uh, you know, people were really up in arms after this. Like, oh my gosh, I felt sick today. Like, you know, I just, you know, the the whole government situation. I'm just like, y'all feel sick about this? Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like, and you know, I get it. You you're you're you have emotional connections to these things, but um, there are some people that felt you know very emotionally tied to the situation when it may not. It may literally never affect them ever yeah. in life. You know what I mean? That the person that is so dramatic about this situation may be married um, and may already have X amount of kids, and they may already have their tubes, tubes tied or whatever, and they kind of done having kids. Or you know, there may be another person that never even you know is not going to uh, uh, never planned on not um, using contraceptives until they're married or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. But it's like they just 
um, engulf themselves into the drama of, of this whole situation and it's driving yeah. people crazy. I think what it is too, like you mentioned, people <clears throat> who are right or left, they just see right or left. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, their emotions are being driven by the party rather than how they really feel. And they feel like in, in order to, uh, in order for them to feel a certain way, they have to group think. That's the issue. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes it worse too is when you are just leaning on your echo chamber to give you more information. So, for example, the conservatives after what the hell is that on me? The hell? Anyways, mm -hmm. um, conservatives after Roe v. Wade was reversed or whatever, they went straight to Fox News and listened to all the talking heads from Fox News who completely lack objectivity, mm -hmm. and they just talk about everything that's right leaning, and you know they lean into the baby killer conversation, yeah. and then with liberals. They lean into the CNNs and they listen to Trevor Noah and all these very liberal people who only lean in the liberal things. Like, dude, I do not like Trevor Noah. At one time I did. I can't stand that guy. Mm -hmm. He is just like he is too liberal. I can't listen to two liberals talk about this shit on the news because it's just literally all the news they want to hear. Mm -hmm. I, I, I checked out. I think a good podcast to listen to is with a conservative and a liberal. Mm -hmm. uh, called Crystal and Cigar. Mm -hmm. If you go on there um, the, on Spotify, you'll find them on there. And they just gave information. I'll you know round up that conversation too. There's something that I felt was way too intrusive uh, in regards to women, and I thought it was fucked up. And it's government overreach. There's a bunch of apps, right? And I forgot which reporter <coughs> or which person that asked these uh, major corporate these major companies questions. But they basically asked, out of all these apps, um, if the government was to pass um, it being legal for a woman to go across state lines to get an abortion or whatnot, if they could use these apps to, to like, basically implicate women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got, like, you know, Uber and Lyft and all these places, right? If they were to do an investigation, they won't rule out the fact that if a woman's in a Lyft near a clinic trying to get an abortion – they could use that information to implicate a woman and put her in jail. Mm -hmm. I thought that's fucked up. That's mm -hmm. just not cool. Mm -hmm. When these companies were asked a question, they never answered it with a, with a response. Basically, mm -hmm. she asked, hey, can you implicate women with these apps? Mm -hmm. And they were like, they just no one answered the question. Only one of them did. And I forgot what the company was, but they said... Um, Depending on the state, if the state asked for information about an abortion, we would have to give up that information. Mm -hmm. So they admitted that they would give the information. Mm -hmm. You know how many <clears throat> murders and, and unsolved mysteries have been resolved through using apps? Mm -hmm. Remember that dude that killed his whole family back in like 2003? That was it Vincent Brothers? Yeah, here in Bakersfield. Yeah, here in Bakersfield. Yeah. They used cell phone towers and they used insects that were found. They were on the license plate. Huh? That yep. were on the license plate. Yeah, they found insects in the license plate that were only found in a certain state, mm -hmm. and they used cell phone towers to basically implicate him. Mm -hmm. Now, in today's modern world, they can use applications that have your, your location in them to use that against women that are seeking abortions. Yeah. And then the menstrual cycles, the yeah. the girls they put in yes. when their period starts and when it mm -hmm. ends. And then there's like this prediction that, mm -hmm. that happens in there. So if you're not having your uh, period, obviously you're pregnant. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's a way that I know. think I forgot the name of that. It's one of the main apps. It's called something, <coughs> something Stardust or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they and they can use this application to get a woman's information to determine if she's trying to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. I, this is where I think it's complete government overreach 
uh-huh. where you're going to use an app to send a woman to prison or to jail, like that's too much. Yeah. That's that's like that's like toxic conservative. That is the typical toxic conservative behavior where you want to track a woman that is seeking an abortion. That is fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. That's it's, nuts. I think overall this thing is just unfortunate that it, it it's even gotten to this space. Yeah. Um and it's only it's literally only a conversation because we lived life like this for 50 years. Yeah. So some of this is like uh, some for some people this is all we know. Yeah. For some of our grandparents 70, 80 years old, mm-hmm. um my aunt is uh technically it's my great aunt, but um she's 69 years old. So there was a life that she lived prior to this even being a thing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But just because I don't know what it is, you know, we're we're it's a, we're different uh, era, um, millennials and whatnot. We feel like we have a voice, and we feel like we should be able to speak our mind on certain situations. Mm-hmm. But I guess for me, what I always point to is like, why do you feel this way? And I think that when I see, uh, you know, these extremely liberal people, these extremely conservative people, starting to. Um, speak their mind i'm like yo is this how you feel in a vacuum or is this how you feel because you're aligned with this party it's it's the party man and um there's this idea that um that things are only um right or wrong because a group of people agree on those things right and i think that's what's happening a lot with, with this situation like you know, prior to nineteen fifty whatever when Roe v. Wade was uh or not it was nineteen seventy, uh nineteen seventy three I think it was. Prior to that, um being being a thing, like what was the conversation like then? You know what I mean? Like what was what was that um the conversation surrounding abortions and stuff? What right. I wonder what, you know, the news articles look like, what the talking heads were saying yeah. then. Because um, before it was a thing, people had to live life, and you know yeah. I'm sure they lived life in a way where um, none of that really mattered. Because obviously, my my grandma was having kids, and you know she was conceived in a certain way, and you know I don't even think abortion was was well, in the. You have to understand, especially a lot of modern women are pushing <clears throat> pushing back on um, um, the old narrative of woman gets pregnant, she has to have the child. Mm-hmm. Like everything that's considered old women are pushing against that they're Mm -hmm. not like we're not housewives we don't need to have babies we don't need to do this we don't need to do that so a lot of that is a very progressive Mm -hmm. like it's 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 different from a time um 60 years ago Mm -hmm. versus now so i i get it i I get the idea of that and a pregnancy is very intrusive in a woman's life yeah so i can understand why they the idea of the government or anybody telling women what to do or having any opinion on their body is where women feel slighted. Yeah. So that is like, I recognize that I'm not just a person or a man speaking on this issue without seeing that is why women feel the Mm -hmm. way they feel. But I also think it's true that a lot of them are thinking with the party and the liberal, the little, the liberal alignment is also an issue. Because it's people, it's groupthink. Same thing with conservatives. I don't want to keep reiterating the same point, but that's where a lot of the issues lie. Um, I, I think the most powerful thing that the liberals um, can say and maybe have said in this situation is 
the right to a choice. Mm. Because just because a um, a person is liberal and, and they are pro-choice doesn't mean they want to abort every single baby. Yeah. It just means they Facts. want the opportunity. There you go. Given whatever situation, you know, that, that we spoke of earlier, there whether it's go. money or the bad a bad partner, whatever the case may be, they just want the choice to be able to go in there and say, like, hey, this situation is not going to be right. I don't right. want to bring a child into the world like this. So, you know, therefore I want to get an abortion. Yeah. Um, and I think that's 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 a powerful that's a powerful thing. Now I don't want to I don't want to embed a joke in here, but it's like you know liberal conservative argument. You uh-huh. know, obviously we've had a string of mass shootings and things that have went on in life, and liberals will be like, "This is ridiculous. We need stiffer gun laws. We need to protect our kids. We need to protect the kids." Mm-hmm. And the conservatives will be like, "Oh, so now you want to protect the kids?" Huh? <laughs> now, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. that's the type of battle we have. Is where even in the most important issues that affect our world, we always allow party lines to dictate how we respond to these things instead of meeting in the middle and saying, hey, man, this is the problem. This is what's going on. Let me let me toss out. Let me let me toss out the idea of Second Amendment. Let me toss out the idea of everything that aligns with my right leaning beliefs. Let me toss out everything that aligns with my left leaning beliefs. And let's meet here in the middle and figure out how we can resolve something, because it's just. It, this is this issue is going to keep going on as long as people just don't. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just draining, man. So I, I, I don't. What I wonder too, like um, asking a conservative, if there was an opportunity for Hitler's mom to walk into a Planned oh. Parenthood um, and be like, "I'm not ready to have this child." Um, what would that conversation look oh, like? Oh, they would totally agree with that. Yeah. So they would totally agree with that. You know. There may be some Hitlers that are out there getting aborted right now. Yeah. I and you know what? Hey man, I said this earlier. The worst thing, there was a girl, I forgot what her name. She said, uh she was talking about Vladimir Putin. She's like, if I was your mother, I would mm-hmm. you would be loved and you would be so and so and you would be so and so. And it's like, shut the fuck up. I'd be having to push back on some of those things because we don't know enough about um, international affairs to be knowing, like, whether Putin is a bad or a good person. We don't know. Because I think about, like, like I'd be chatting with some of the uh, people in Russia and stuff like that, um, like, that'll, that'll, like, stream my music and whatnot. Traitor. (laughs) I'd be talking to some guys from Ukraine, too. But... um, their perspective of their world is so different than what's being expressed on the news. Like I checked in on one of the guys and he was like, I'm good, man. Like, I don't see what's going on. It's just a lot of news and stuff going around. It kind of sucks that I can't do this, this and that, but you know, everything is, everything is good over here. So, but I I realize it's just a perspective. Mm -hmm. Some people think the Ukraine is doing wrong. Some people think Russia is doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just kind of what it looks like. So Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true, man. But I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. You had the point about um, the girl saying Putin was. Oh, yeah. She basically was saying, like, um, 
Vladimir Putin, if I was your mother, I would hold you close and I would let you know that I loved you. Mm-hmm. Basically stating like he had mommy issues. Yeah. Or he did, you know, his mom didn't love him. What if his mom loved him? He's just a fucked up motherfucker. Cause I know people <laughs> like that. Yeah. I know people that had completely supportive parents and they end up being Crips and Bloods. I know motherfuckers like that. <laughs> so it's like yeah. like for you to over like for you to overly analyze the situation and say he's unloved mm-hmm. you know but it's also true that a child who is not loved properly can grow up and be a menace to society mm-hmm. so that's when you get the motherfucking hitlers and the, and people like that yeah. so we we never know but you know what this is an exhausting conversation we have other topics that we will talk about but i will end this conversation by stating this for the women out there I support you. I love you. I have people. I have women that are in my family, obviously, aunts, sisters, people that of that nature. We support you. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't get it twisted as if we don't. We just extended the conversation to have a very nuanced conversation surrounding this subject matter because I we just feel that there's not enough being said. And I hope we um, I hope we put enough of those nuggets in this conversation to really make you think. Yeah. And we're also like willing to learn if there was a, if somebody's out there and they have like something to say or, you know, a, a rebuttal to, to anything that oh, we said, go. we're, we're, we're willing to listen. We're like going to have motherfuckers sending us articles and shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to read it, but it's, it's just like, you know, it has, it, it can't be an emotional conversation. No, like We got to be able to have a, like a nuanced conversation the intellectual conversation the issue with it too is the people be like no this is this this is that they will send you nothing but right <clears throat> but right wing outlets then mm-hmm. the liberals will send you nothing but left wing outlets mm-hmm. there's really no real objective information there yeah. but that doesn't mean there's something we can't learn that exists within the conservative or liberal yeah, realm for sure yeah you know what i'm saying but let's go ahead and move on switching gears uh a burger king employee uh that has been there for 27 years with perfect attendance, um, was given a gift, and some people agreed and some people didn't. Okay, let's start this off, because first of all, uh, we'll give the background, but David Spade has something to do with this conversation or this situation also. David Spade seems to be moved by the Burger King employee who got a mediocre goodie bag in recognition of 27 years without missing work, giving him money and making him laugh. Uh, Kevin Ford, who went viral this week after showing off his company gifts, tells TMZ his daughter let him know someone named David Spade donated five thousand dollars to his GoFundMe. But he wasn't sure if sure it was the comedian himself until he checked his Instagram box. David slid in Kevin's direct message that's telling him to keep it up after 27 years on the job without a break and even cracking a joke without waiting a few more years before finally taking a day off. Kevin tells us he's a huge fan of David, so it, to get the get a donation plus some fun back and forth with Spade was surreal. With David's 5K donation, Kevin's GoFundMe has now raised over 30000 with the money going to help him visit his daughters and grandkids in Texas. He also says he wants to use the dough to buy a new Ford Hybrid. <clears throat> Kevin's going to take a day off eventually and hopefully before David's deadline. Man, let me tell you something, bro. When I heard this, my heart just hurt, bro. Like, it really hurt because obviously this man is working a job like Burger King, right? And he's working a job that is a revolving door. And that's a part of the business model. They purposely don't pay people. They purposely don't give you certain benefits and things to create 
a revolving door of more people who will come in temporarily and leave because they don't want to take care of their employees. But he has sustained a place where he has been treated like dirt for 27 years as a worker. And when he got the goodie bag in a video, he was genuinely happy. Like, oh, wow, it's a Starbucks cup and some Reese's. I got this. I got that. And my heart hurt for him because he seemed like a genuinely good person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with good people, we need to take care of those people. We need to stop giving them shit. This is a (laughs) billion-dollar corporation, Mm -hmm. billions of dollars. And they gave him Reese's and an empty Starbucks cup and some movie tickets after 27 fucking years. That is is beyond cringeworthy, man. You... Mm -hmm. You gotta be a fucked up motherfucker to be like, here's some Reese's. You made me billions. Here's some Reese's. Mm-hmm. And you know why they do that, right? Because they feel like the person that's working that job is so low and such a scumbag. We could give him anything. Here you go, take this. They're showing him his value. They're showing him his value. This is what we think of you, you low, grimy, no good motherfucker. Take these Reese's. Yeah. Bro, let me tell you something. That we gotta, and you know what's funny? I was telling Keith this, and Keith was right, but I think I'm right too. He said, I was like, yo, this is bad PR. And Keith was like, no, it's really not bad PR because mm-hmm. this is how they run their business. So why would they change? Mm-hmm. They're like, you're right. But the reason why it's bad PR, because a comedian, David Spade, did more for him than a billion dollar corporation. Mm-hmm. So when a fucking comedian could give you $5,000, <clears> but a billion dollar corporation gives you Reese's, who the fuck looks bad in the end? Mm-hmm. That's, that's embarrassing. You want to know what's sad? I'm just a truck driver, and I could give him a thousand bucks. So, as a truck driver that has no platform, I can do more for an employee than the company that employs him. Mm-hmm. That is disgusting. Yeah, and you know what really, really just makes my heart sad too is like right, right around the corner from my house, there's a subway. Don't try to figure out where I live, folks. Um, <laughs> there's a subway. And there are two women that work in that subway. One's been there for 25 years. One's been there for 22 years. They're both very kind, great customer service. And every time I go there, the bread is always fresh. The vegetables are always perfect. The sandwiches, are, the meat is always set up like like perfect. Everything. There's literally, you know how sometimes you go to Subway, you might see a little cheese mixed with the other cheese. Or yeah. This, like nothing is cross-contaminated. Everything is super clean. Like it is just pristine yeah and i just and i still haven't did it with my stupid ass but i wanted to write corporate for subway and tell them how valuable these women are mm-hmm. like every time i've been in there like i, I want to tell them literally you owe these women something can you please give them a bonus yeah. three thousand if a person has been working you for over 20 years give them ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars what is ten thousand dollars to a billionaire yeah are they afraid that, oh, well, everybody that works for 20 years is going to think they could get them? Bro, nobody's going to work at Subway for 20 years. Yeah. Nobody's going to work at Burger King for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Can you please take care of these people? Because you're the one that created a business model to get people out the fucking door and they surpass your bullshit business model. <coughs> they out, they outlived it. They're grandfathered in. Yeah. And it's like, dog, this is how sad it, I'm 37 years old. Mm-hmm. He has been working there since I was 10 years old, bro. Yeah. That's he I mean he he probably served me a burger. Who knows? I don't know where he's located. But <laughs> it's just it just hurts my heart to see employees being taken advantage of by somebody that could clearly take care of them. Yeah. 
the hard part for me is like the um the having empathy versus like understanding the real world 100 percent. Right? so obviously you, you have a guy that is um went above and beyond and i've worked with people like that i've worked with people that have worked in mcdonald's for um they may be in their their mid 30s now late 30s and they've been working at mcdonald's since they was teenagers or right. you know somebody the, the guy the maintenance guy that uh was working there i think he was there for like 11 years or something when i was working there um so you have the there, there are a lot of these type of employees like my mom has worked at her job for 20 20 some odd years um you know same place and you know that they don't she don't get no type of bonus they not sending her no check they not giving her lifetime achievement award or nothing like Man. that um she's just there you know making making the company money you know that the stability is very very rarely ever rewarded um or pe- those employees are never comp- compensated in a way that they should um and i get it like they you know they they are like the the backbone of the company in a lot of times you know i'm sure they're the owner of that burger king franchise has had to call him you know schedule him on days where he probably wasn't working or um you know whatever the case may be and he's i'm sure he's always showed up and always and always done his job and i'm sure that the owner is putting pressure on him like you know hey like he's a manager right uh, I don't or he's just so. a he's regular. A oh, just a regular. Mm-hmm. Just a reg- yeah, that's not a good look. But I'm sure mm-hmm. he's. I'm sure he's went above and beyond. You know, um, you know, going through the different minimum wages and going right. through all these different changes in the company and all these different things. Um, but then also, me on the other hand, I realize like what the real world looks like. I know that. Um, I worked in fast food, so I know that the owner. The owner of the McDonald's that we worked at, um, or that I worked at, came in on Thanksgiving and and told us thank you for working. While he had his family, he, ch- yeah. he was chilling with his family and stuff, and we in there flipping burgers on yeah. an extremely busy day because, you know, the pre you know, getting the pre Thanksgiving meals and yeah. some people are not, you know, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, so it's just a regular day for them. Mm-hmm. All these different people coming to the the line is backed up, and he coming yeah. in there thanking us. So that's the type of owners that own yeah. these, these companies. So for me, it's like. Um, I can, you know, I can have empathy for this worker, but also understand like what the real world looks like. I understand that um, these millionaires that own these 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 different franchises franchises, um, we're just numbers to them. Yeah, you know, that's that's all it is at the end of the day. Yeah, um, unless you in some type of upper level management, regional managers, or whatever the case may be. Then you might be known by name and whatnot, but other than that, you just a you just a number on the board to them. Yeah, and you you see the very warped worldview that these managers have. You think that it's impressive for you to show up to where I'm working with your family and be like, "Thank you for working today." Like, mm-hmm. man, how about you and your family go fuck off? Yeah, I don't want to see you, motherfuckers. Go eat your meal. Go do what you're gonna do. Yeah. Don't come up here thanking me on this day. You could have yeah. closed it, you <coughs> motherfucker, but you left it open because your bottom line is money. 
Exactly. So it's like, don't try to come to me like you're on my level. Like I'm, I'm right here with you guys. Thank you for shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just wanted to personally come here and show my face and let you know that I just thank you for working. I just want to come here and show my jewelry and let you know, <laughs> show you my wife's wedding ring that she has <laughs> and my her kids BBL and show big her BBL. Show those new titties and uh, <laughs> show my titties. show my little kids. Even my infant has Jordans on. I want you to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Jordan 3s on. <laughs> oh, man. And this is what life looks like if you don't abort your children. Oh, my gosh. As <laughs> a conservative dude, a conservative owner. I, hey, thank you, everybody, for showing up today. Just make sure you don't have abortions. All right. Have a good one. Let me get a number three. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Yeah, that's wild, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, dude, I, I just... I just it just hurts my heart and I have this and I I have to share this with the people. I have this idea in my life that I don't know why I feel this way but I feel like I'm going to be blessed with an abundance of money someday. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about changing lives. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is I feel like I could still make a lot of money but but you know also have morals at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if I buy an if I if I cuz you know how some apartment complexes change ownership. Mm-hmm. Like if I change ownership and I buy it from these people and it's already filled with tenants, I'm going to get my money. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go up to all the tenants and find out who's been oh you've been here 20 years, okay, I'm reducing your rent by $500. Mm-hmm. You've been here 20 years, I'm reducing your rent by $500. Mm-hmm. People are going to be like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that because it's unfortunate that you have to be at this complex for that long and you've been here that long. So it doesn't make sense for me to charge you even more money when I have all these other units I'm getting money from. Yeah. Life has probably been tough on you. Yeah. You know, so I I feel with I can bless somebody within within me still making money. Mm-hmm. It's like, dog, you gotta realize how much and what's sad too is apartment complexes will justify you paying more money while they change nothing. Yeah. So it's like, nigga, this has been the same place since 1981. Yeah. Ain't nothing changed. Yeah. Ain't nothing been updated. And if if understanding like real estate, your mortgage is locked in, the property tax might go up, but right. your mortgage is locked in. It's a fixed in. mortgage. Uh, yeah. So for the most part, like the the hikes in um, the rent and stuff like that is just due to the fact that the owner can make more money. Yeah. He's just exercising the the right to make more money. Mm-hmm. Right? Why don't we say... Every right? year. You said what? I was like, he can go up on rent every year if he wants to. Yeah. In California, I think it's a little different. I think we have more more rights in California. Mm-hmm. But in other places, they can literally do it yearly. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that they rent went up $400. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's so wrong. Yeah. Just because, and then and then here's the cutthroat part of business. Well, if you can't pay the four hundred dollars, you're gonna have to leave. Yeah. And then you bring in a new tenant, and they willing to live there because they can't <coughs> they can't even find housing. Yeah. People can't even find <coughs> apartments, man. This shit is getting serious. Yeah. It's so fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. It's so fucked up. You know what's crazy is you would you would assume that a single person shouldn't have to pay over a thousand dollars. For an apartment, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's where it is now. You got to pay, you got to pay some money, man. Yeah, you got to pay some money, and then people will be like, "Well, you should just get a house, man." Like everyone's not in a position to always get a house. Houses are ex- expensive. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, houses are 
the yeah, it's it's expensive. Um, the mortgage is expensive, um, and then you have to pay for extra things. So like those people that say that they're it's kind of um they're they're not um speaking candidly about all right. the other aspects of, of owning a house. A hundred percent. Where there's something, you know, the AC doesn't work, AC you goes out, you gotta pay shit. for that. Or you're gonna be sweltering in this, you know, mm-hmm. in this Bakersfield heat. So it's like I, I just hate these like conversations. Like I, I, I watched this video um and this girl was talking about an abundance mindset. Um she was talking about how she had to change, you know, her her uh, her conversation around money. She had to um, kind of unlearn a lot of things and all these different things. It was it was a it was a decent conversation, but a lot of times um, with those conversations, she's like changing the mindset. But also, it's like okay, I'm financially literate now. Excuse me, um, I'm financially literate now. I know. Um, that, you know, my conversation around money back in the day was, was, was like this and I need to speak about money in this way. Nah, I need money. Um, now, like, <laughs> where do I go to make enough money to buy a house? Thank you very you know much. What I mean, so that, but Thank that's you. what a lot of money conversations look like. Exactly. You know, they'll be like, this is the things that you needed, seven things you need to do to make, uh, to yeah. get money. And then none of them is actually earning money. A hundred percent. You'd be like, you got to wake up every day and tell yourself you're going to be rich. Yeah. It's like, two, yeah. Yeah. You, and here's the thing. You, well, you want to, you want to know what's absolutely hilarious about seven ways to make, make money. And let's say you buy a little book seven ways to make money they're making money off you you buying the book buying the book Mm -hmm. so they could give you seven ways but one of the ways is is taking advantage book (laughs) yeah buy my book so i can make money and tell you how to not make it motherfucker for sure welcome to america yeah Mm -hmm. yeah man but yeah um shout out to this worker man god bless him i hope he gets everything he deserves in life and and but it, there's two things that's true about this. As much as I, I hurt for that worker and all these things, he probably genuinely enjoys working there. It's probably a place where he goes. He knows everything. He's comfortable. He doesn't want to better his situation. So that's also on you as an adult and as a man. I've had to make choices to better my life. And you know what I'm saying? And, and, and further my finances. I've had to make tough decisions. I've been very broke and I made the change. But a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Right. But even though that's the case. God bless this man, and I hope that that thirty plus thousand dollars gets him what he needs. Mm-hmm. Switching gears, uh, we're a little bit behind on this, but Joe Biden fell down on a bike uh, recently. Uh, they were—I forgot where he was. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I got to leave here in a minute. Um, Might have been in Delaware. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it was. I don't want to get to lying, but yeah, I don't. I don't have the article. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he was rolling up on a bike with some of his, his Secret Service was waiting there. And he looked like he was doing fine. He was riding the bike. He was also looking old riding the bike. But he was riding the bike. And Joe Biden actually is in decent shape. Mm-hmm. If you look at him, he's not fat. He's, you know, he's pretty decent shape for a 79-year-old uh, person with Alzheimer's. Um, but he yeah, <laughs> Joe Armstrong. Joe Armstrong. <laughs> 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 yeah. Joe got on it. He was trying to answer a question, and I guess a gust of wind came. And not in only that, but when he tried to put his foot down, the back of his foot caught that pedal, and then he just fucking fell over. And then all the no, secrets- it wasn't that. It was like when he stopped. Yeah, his feet are. They have the little 
like the hook, oh the clamp things. Yeah, not a clamp, but the thing yeah, that you the, insert the, the your whole, foot yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You slide your foot in it. Yeah. So I when didn't he see s- that on the pedal though. Yeah, it was in. That's the type of bike he had. Oh, so okay. when he stepped out, he like his foot just got caught in there, oh. and then he just took a tumble. Yeah, but then the funny thing about when he fell, the Secret Service treated it like it was almost like a attack on his life. <laughs> they was like, everybody back up, everybody, everybody back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. And it's like, this nigga failed. Ain't nobody trying to do nothing to Joe Biden. This is the second time this nigga failed, too. They need to change his name to Humpty Dumpty. This motherfucker keeps falling. How did you fall up Air Force One? He didn't fall down. He fell up Air Force One, and then he fell like again. And it's like people were like trying to make excuses like, oh, he just fell once. This nigga keeps falling. Right? The funny thing, and this is the embedded joke that I had. It's like, yo, how is Joe Biden supposed to stand up for America? If he can't stand up on a bicycle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this nigga's falling everywhere. That nigga Joe, man. Bro, the, the, the funny thing to me wasn't so much the fall. It was the reaction from Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Everybody back up. Everybody back up. Back up. Back up. Back up. <laughs> it's like, dude, nobody did anything. This nigga just <laughs> fell. <laughs> Yo, Imagine I, him hemming up the bike. Like, like grabbing the bike. Not- grab the bike. Grab the bike. <laughs> Put some handcuffs on the bike. <laughs> Y'all arresting the bike? Like, they ain't did nothing to this man. That's funny. Yo, yo, I'm going to tie this in. And women talked about this, and they got fucking mad. This is just random. But after the Roe v. Wade situation, they got an email. No, they got a text message from Joe Biden's administration saying, please donate $15 to fight against Roe v. Wade. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. It's a fucking message sent from the Democrats. And it says, here, let me see. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm serious. Yeah, dude. I was just like, what the fuck? Watch this. I'm going to look it up right now. It's a, it's a gnat in here. Oh, it's yeah, a fly. I was like, what the fuck was that? that was Hopefully I got it. All in your face. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Um, Joe Biden $15 donation. Democrats donate 50-50. Let's see. Biden blasted for Here it goes. Four days ago. Biden, Biden, top Dems accused of tacky fundraising <clears throat> Roe versus Wade reversal, says a fundraising money grab by President Joe Biden and other top Dems in the wake of Supreme Court reversal of Roe v. Wade has irked supporters who called the move tacky. I've gotten six fundraising emails from Democrat candidates today, feminists, Author Roxanne Gray wrote on Twitter on Friday, it's tacky and it highlights a real disconnect between many politicians and their constituents that is only growing, uh, Gay said. Um, Matt Grant, Green, whatever, Gehring, a New York-based writer uh, performer, shared a fundraising email from the Democrat National Committee on Twitter and was so incensed that he added, and with that, I'm unsubscribing from the DNC. If they had any decency, they direct folks to donate to abortion funds, he wrote. Don't tell us to vote and don't dare send us campaign funding emails today. So they literally asking for $15, bro. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Right after. Well, hold on. No, it's even worse. The DNC asked for up to $25 a pop in donations to help elect Democrats in November, while Pelosi appealed for $15 donations, according to the magazine. I mean, Pelosi, you still ask for $15, <laughs> motherfucker, shut up. <laughs> These people is wild, bro. They need to have, like, they privileges taken. How the fuck you that old and you still in there? Remember during the pandemic when Pelosi got her hair done? 
everybody like everybody was getting restricted. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't read. Like I've been registered Democrat pretty much my whole life, but now yeah. I just don't even have any like political affiliations. Because during the pandemic, it really showed. Like fucking uh, uh, dickhead uh, California Gavin governor Newsom. Gavin Gavin Dick Newsom. Newsom got busted eating at a restaurant with a fucking entourage. <laughs> smiling, walking smiling and shit. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't. Uh, don't don't take it for what it was. Uh, <laughs> he got busted, and then fucking Pelosi was getting her hair done yeah. while all the restrictions going on. Who's he trying to look pretty for? <laughs> That's crazy. It was right here. One of the things says. Uh, Meanwhile, O'Rourke, who is trying to unseat conservative Texas governor. Greg Abbott sent a fundraising email asking for $3, saying the only way to overcome Friday's Supreme Court decision is to win this race for governor. What? So even $3 they doing donations. It? Is that the conservative? <laughs> uh, he's, he's trying to um, unseat the current conservative governor. That's wild. So O'Rourke is, yeah, he's a Democrat. Democrat? Yeah. Democrats is trying to get paid right now, dog. Yeah. I think the Biden administration know they finna be done after this, so they about to get their bag up. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get their money right. I fell off a bike. Please donate me $50. <laughs> donate $50 to the administration <laughs> to help me for my bike injury. <laughs> like, goddamn, Joe, you motherfucker. Yeah, That's... we can go ahead and wrap it up. You want to go into the subway worker before we close it out? Uh, I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. yeah time. It's a couple-minute conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, switching gears. Unfortunately, some really fucked up news. A subway worker was literally slain over an argument regarding mayonnaise. Um, and here it is. Atlanta subway employee shot dead by customer in argument over Mayo, police say. Um, basically, police say shooting happened 6.30 p.m. at a subway located at a gas station on Northside Drive, so- Northside Drive Southwest. The owner of a subway says the reason for the shooting was something small. A customer was mad about mayo. Believe it or not, it was about too much mayonnaise on his sandwich. End quote. Uh, Owner Willie Glenn. In this argument, police say the customer shot two subway employees, leaving a 26-year-old woman shot dead. And another 24-year-old woman rushed to surgical critical condition. Atlanta police have arrested a 36-year-old man. He decided to escalate the situation from there. Uh, That's when... All hell broke loose. Glenn said that, that the injured employee's five-year-old son was in shot inside the store when the shooting started. Glenn said the manager on duty returned fire at the suspect. Wow, the, man- <clears throat> the manager was strapped. Yeah, uh, Returned fire at the suspect, but wasn't able to hit him. I don't know what the world is coming to, especially with our youth. They seem to be so hot-headed. He said, everybody wants to carry a gun. Everybody wants to scare somebody with, with, with a gun. It's scary out here. Uh, crimes. It's 36 youth? Uh, yeah, 36 is not youth. That, nigga, <laughs> that nigga's my age out here. Can't control himself. See, this is this is a case for this. This is what I thought about. Stop arguing with strangers. I'm learning more and more that even in traffic, when somebody does something crazy, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm coaching myself more and more not to react because people are crazy. Mm-hmm. And you don't determine how they get to react when you react to them. When you when they when they when they like try to run into you on the road or flip you off, don't even flip them off back. Just let them leave. You don't know them. You'll never see them again. Fuck them. Let them leave. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything to prove. 
you don't have anything to prove because mm. they'll flip you off and you flip them <clears> off back. <throat> you be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to kill them now. That's how some people think. Some people are just ready to shoot somebody. They just want to kill you. They probably got an AR-15 on their on their motherfucking driver's seat, and they ready to pop your ass. Mm-hmm. And they figure like, hmm, I'll get away with it. I'll shoot them on the freeway and just keep driving. Mm-hmm. People are fucking crazy. I had a dude on the freeway started gang banging on me one day. Mm-hmm. I was this is over six years ago. I was hauling dirt through Los Angeles. I was taking dirt from Santa Monica to um, Irwindale, and I was on the ten. I was near Westlake, and the traffic was backed up. And this dude cut me off all crazy, and I blew my horn. And he was like, "Fuck you!" Right? Mm-hmm. And then he, and then uh, I blew my horn again. That's kind of being a dick. And he's like, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" And then traffic came to a dead stop. And then he got he got out of his car and started throwing up gang signs. It was like, "Yeah, <laughs> nigga, now what? <laughs> nigga throwing up, hand, throwing up gang signs." And I was like, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to run him over." <laughs> if he would have came any closer, I'm not getting out the car to fight him. I just hit him with my truck. I was fully loaded too. I'd have fucked his ass up. <laughs> but that's the thing, bro. Stop giving people ammunition. Like, it, let them fucking go. I'm not saying that these subway workers did that, but I'm just saying I don't think they were completely quiet. They probably was like, fuck you. I don't care. Shoot me then. Shoot yeah. me. I don't care. Shoot me. That's usually what happens. Mm-hmm. It's, there's, a, there's a dispute. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a dispute you. going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck your mayonnaise. Fuck you then. The thing about it is we have to realize these people are strangers. We will never see them again. Let them think what they want to think and say, hey, man, I apologize. If you want me to make you another sandwich, I could do that for you. And then even if he being a punk, he'd be like, yeah, motherfucker, that's right. Make my sandwich, bitch. Make it, bitch. I'd be like, all right, sir. Yeah, have a good day. Sometimes you got to do these things to stay alive. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was thinking. And I guess to preface my statement, um, I was thinking that the whole time, like, you know, what you were saying. Um, to preface my statement, I don't want to make it even sound like the, the women are um, – are the reason why they got shot. Yeah, right, 100%. Because that's just a wild, that's a wild turn of events. Yeah. Um, But I will say, I think that um, there's a way of, uh, like, disengaging conflicts. And sometimes, like, we don't have the the skills to to, to turn the other cheek or whatever the case may be. Um, Because a a lot of the times um, we'll engage in an argument and it's I don't know if it's exciting, maybe it's exhilarating in a sense, or you know maybe you have a history or a background where you feel like being disrespected is the end all be all, and you won't let nobody disrespect you um whatever that whatever that looks like for you, so yeah, that's what sometimes it happens, like the dude could be going in there and like, yo, you forgot this on my sandwich, and they're like, I didn't forget nothing on your sandwich, and then you know ne- next thing you know it's back and forth, and then guns are being drawn. But like you were saying, if you if you have the skills to disengage that conversation, like, all right, sir, you know, you're right. You know, I was wrong in this situation. And then that can de-escalate, de-escalate the whole situation and you can go home to your friends and family. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to blame the women for, for doing anything wrong because you should not be shot at your job. No. One, you should not be shot over no food. That sounds no, stupid. so stupid. Um, and he's going to rot in prison. But, um, you know, we we have to start thinking about um, making it home. You know what I mean? And that that's more important than your pride and all these other things. We got people that care about us in the world. So 
you know, just not engaging in that argument um, could afford you the opportunity to go home and live yeah. another day. So Yeah, man. Um, yeah, on that note, man, just everybody, please be careful out there. Um, be careful how you engage strangers. If yeah. you and I've, I've been practicing this, but in some ways I kind of fail. And you know, if I'm out and about somewhere, I don't go to clubs no more. But even when I was like phasing out of going to clubs, somebody would cut me in line or something. I'd be like, "Man, this is this just ain't worth it. I'm gonna go home mm-hmm. because I don't want to end up. Because I know if I tell this guy like, "Hey, man, you cut me off or whatever." He's going to be like, I'm all, and what, what are you going to do about it? Now I got to fight somebody for no reason? I don't yeah. want to fight him. Yeah. Why? Like, just like, just leave or just disengage. Don't, don't let people you don't know get you all caught up. But here's the pushback. I'm not letting anybody disrespect me. They don't have the right to. Okay, then go ahead and die then. Go ahead and die. Yeah. Because that's what's going to fucking happen, especially in today's world. <clears throat> yep. There are people There are people that are hoping they could blow your head off. You, you, they're waiting, huh? They're waiting for it, bro. There, there's, somebody, there's somebody right now in a Walmart or a Target like, dang, I wish I could have killed people today. Like, <laughs> literally. I know it sounds like it's a joke, <laughs> but it's not a joke because we see it all the time on the fucking news. We see people going into... They've infiltrated every establishment that we could think of. They've went into theaters. They went into schools. They went into fucking Walmarts and Targets. They went everywhere. And these people also drive cars. These people also eat sandwiches. These people also are parents of kids at school. So it's like if you're the principal and you're getting in a heated argument, um, Jacob Smith's dad's going to come and blow your head off. Like you, you have to learn how to deal with different personalities. Literally, recently, me and my sister were headed out of town to see my dad. And I was in the fast lane, and mind you, I was already going 80 because I was trying to pass a car in the center lane. The center <clears throat> lane is not for speeding. The center lane is only to simply pass people. I don't know if people realize that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the person with, I had to go over 80 to pass them up, but the per, it was a person behind me, and she was on my fucking car in the back, just... <laughs> And she kept speeding up and slowing down going. I'm like, this lady's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So I just stuck my finger out the window and I was like, don't do that. Like wagged my finger. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then I finally sped up, got past to let her go. And when she went by me, she swerved into my car. I swear to God. You could ask my sister. She swerved into my car and probably came within a few feet of hitting my car and then flipped me off and drove off. Mm-hmm. And here's the fucked up part. She had a handicap sticker on the back of her car. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, and I was like, this would be a good joke. I'm like, that's why you handicapped. But I didn't want to <laughs> say that. You, know that? <laughs> you probably got handicapped getting in the first accident. Now you're trying to hit me. That's why you can only do this, and you can't walk towards my car. Oh, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know how bad I feel. I'd be like, "Pull over, then, bitch. What's up?" That's why you cannot run a fade. No, no, no. What if What if it was a dude, and I was like, "Pull over, then, bitch. What's up, pussy?" <laughs> and he get out of his car with his wheelchair. Like, what's up, nigga? Huh? I'm on a wheelchair. I would just drive off at that moment. He'd be like, "You just." <laughs> Imagine you driving off, and the guy's just in a wheelchair. Like, what's up, pussy? What's up? <laughs> You don't, but the thing is, you can't let a person in a wheelchair get a hold of you, though. Yeah, because they arms so, are strong. Them huh? arms strong. They might not have no legs, but them arms is like they benching nine hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. They fuck around and like I'm gonna squeeze you to death. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like we came to the end of this one, man. Um, I hope that you know you took something from this podcast. It's been delayed a few days, but we're gonna put this shit up as soon as possible, man. So 
We appreciate you. And if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Fings. We're out of here, man. Peace.